Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about season six, episode 24, Oh No, You Didn't, and according to Hulu, part two. So it's this- Oh, Hulu. Hulu never changed. What the fuck? So <laughs> last week, if you recall, we commented on the fact that the episode was called I Do Part One, but then this one was not called I Do, I do part, part Two. Yes. So um, this was a like two episode arc, mm-hmm. two episode finale. So this is the final bit of season six. Um, and the final bit of Karen's wedding. Yes. It's the reception. Um, so we should do the episode description. That sounds great. All right. So, oh, no, you didn't. Part two. Karen moves her wedding to Las Vegas, where Jennifer Lopez agrees to sing at the ceremony. Now, if... That sounds familiar. You think that sounds familiar, it is because it is the exact same episode description as last week. I call plagiarism. Tess should be immediately removed from this podcast and replaced with J-Lo. How dare you? J-Lo, have your people call my people. How dare you? Admittedly, my person is Tess, so that would make it a little awkward. Yeah. Why don't you just call me directly J-Lo? That would be fine. Yeah, his number is... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh-oh. so um, this week we actually kind of get the payoff of that description, though, mm-hmm. in, in that J-Lo actually does do, like, a tiny performance at Karen's wedding. Uh, it's an amazing performance. But it's, like, half of one song. Yes, but, I mean, it's only a 22-minute TV show. And also, I don't think J-Lo's getting paid that much for this wedding. Probably not. Um, but, yeah. Also, it's waiting for tonight, so, like... Waiting for tonight. tonight. Oh. It's beautiful. Okay, let's, where should we even begin? This is, this episode, if you recall last week, we were kind of like, meh. Yeah, I think that's where we should start, because uh, most of the time, two-part episodes, especially, or I shouldn't say especially, even when they're not, like, two parts on one night, I feel like two-part episodes generally have, with Will and Grace, the same level of quality. And this is a really sharp turnaround. Oh, yeah. Like, I would say that, it's good that this was on two different nights because I feel like every problem we had with the first episode was just like completely turned around or undone yes. in this week's episode. Absolutely. Like um, we get the payoff of Karen's constant compromising when it mm-hmm. comes to Lyle. Um, we get the payoff with Jennifer Lopez. We get the payoff with Leo. Jack has like a complete season's worth of payoff this week. It's amazing. Um, even Will's plot line with Leo is improved. Um, drastically. Drastically. Like, yeah. even, even Grace not being there is made a much more real part of the plot. It is. Um, it's, it, it actually makes me feel good about last week's episode because it seems like last week's episode was deliberately setting up things we didn't like so that it could undo them in this week's episode. Usually, in the show when we find things that we don't like... They are never spoken of again. Right. We just don't like them, comment on them, and then it's never heard from again. Right. This was not the case with this week. And, and I was... think our biggest concern last week was kind of an overarching thing for the last couple of weeks, which is that Karen's been off her game. Yeah. Karen has been... She just hasn't been Karen. No. She's been really kind of... Ag- she's been a shape changer. She's a little bit. Like, she's been aggressively, like, cattily homophobic, which mm-hmm. doesn't really work for her. Um, we kind of talked about how without Grace there, she doesn't really have anyone to make fun of. Right. Like, so she's like completely lost her mojo on what's an appropriate like neg and what's an appropriate like what's completely inappropriate. Uh huh. In this episode, she doesn't really neg anyone. Like, she kind of except for Lyle. At well, the except end. for Lyle at the end, of course. But we'll we'll get to that. And it's think, less of a neg and more of a. In this episode, I think the reason that Karen works is the reason that Karen doesn't work sometimes is that Karen is being treated like a real person. Yes. Like it's. 
It's Karen having a moment of clarity. She must have been, she must have hit like just the right number of martinis. She said that she found a pill on the floor. And I think that it was like the the red pill from the Matrix, <laughs> but not in like a red pill sort of like um, alternate facts, like alt-right bullshit sort of way, right. but more like in the way that it was intended by the Wachowskis, which is that it was an estrogen pill. <laughs> and she just like came into her femininity like really hard. But also like she is realizing some alternate facts, like the alternate fact that, oh shit, I just compromised a ton of bullshit uh-huh. for my new husband. Like, and I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it is slightly pay- played off as a joke, but I mean, in the previous episode, Karen and Lyle just decide to run off and elope to Vegas for no reason. Yeah. A trip that Grace ultimately never makes it to, even though right. Grace is Karen's best friend. Right. And so, like, Lyle kind of, like, steps in it a little bit. But, like, I think that it becomes extremely apparent for Karen when Lyle is giving this whole big, like, to my beautiful wife toast. Uh-huh. Because he's like, she didn't want to get married in Vegas, and we got married in Vegas. She didn't want to take my name, and she took my name. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to get married here because her best friend wasn't here, and she did it anyways. And, like, as he's doing this, like, you could just sort of see, like, Karen is just like, the fuck? The <laughs> fuck? The, the fuck did I do? The fuck? The what fuck? have I been taking? Yes, exactly. And so she has this sort of, like, wake-up moment where she, like, realizes all of the ways in which she is not being Karen. Mm-hmm. She's being Mrs. Finster. Yes. And I think, if I remember this correctly, I, I don't think she really interacts with another character to come to this conclusion. Yeah. A little bit with Jack. Mm-hmm. I think there's, like, a tiny aside with Rosario. But, but like, Karen really has, like, a, a, a solo episode where she, like, really, like, thinks about what she's done. She has, I think, a bit of a moment with Beverly Leslie, who's mm-hmm. shown up for some reason. Beverly Leslie shows up at times when no one wants him there. But I appreciate that Karen doesn't come to this realization because of something that happens externally, other than Lyle's speech. Like, right. It's a completely internal moment, and I think that's really, really right. Right. Do you remember back in the day when there was that old YouTube show, uh, Sassy Gay Friend? Yes. Who would just, like, come into, like, this Victorian heroine's lives and, like, mm-hmm. or just any literature heroine. Right. And then be like, look at your life. Look, look at, at your choices. choices. Yes. And so it seems like Karen has kind of looked at her life and her choices, but without the sassy gay friend. Probably because she's insulted all of them by calling them Frenchmen. Y- yes, probably. Yes, correct. But yeah, so Karen, like, really does some very real self-evaluation there. And I think Lyle's speech sort of expedites the process. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she would have necessarily come to her conclusion as quickly as she did otherwise. Well, and based on the way that the first episode got set up, I almost didn't expect her to come to the conclusion of this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I'm not sure what I thought was going to happen, but I guess I just didn't think that it was going to be quite so immediate. Yes. So now that we're here, we can talk about it. Karen, immediately following Lyle's beautiful speech, is just like, <gasps> I want a divorce. Which is just, like, the best mic drop of oh any wedding Oh, my God. It is so great. And, like, you're just... I'm just so proud of her mm-hmm. because, like, you know, it that's a tough call to make on the day of your wedding. Well, and it's sort of interesting because it... Well, it's interesting for two reasons. One, I think it kind of mirrors the episode we had where Grace got married mm-hmm. and then find out some found out some really damaging stuff about uh, Leo... Like, that she didn't even know what his name was. Right. And then also found out that they weren't even legally married. But didn't get divorced to him then. Right. So I kind of feel like, in a certain sense, it's Will and Grace, like, repeating an episode and maybe correcting its mistakes, or at least just riffing on that plot setup. Right. Giving us an opportunity to see the other side of that 
those realizations where this person isn't who you thought they were. Right. And that you have other options than to just remain with them. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's just, it's a good type of cliffhanger for Will and Grace to end a season on. Yeah. Because it, it tends to end on these cliffhangers where you don't know what's going to happen next because you don't really see the final action. Like, you get... In, and actually, in two seasons now, you get one of the main characters just getting on a plane with a random stranger. Mm-hmm. And you don't know anything about this stranger, and you don't know anything about why that character made that choice. Right. And you don't know what's going to happen. And in the one case we've seen so far, nothing happens. Yes. Um, in this, something has to happen. Yeah. It's a cliffhanger where we already know... We already know what cliff they've fallen off of and what they're going to have to do to a certain extent as they're falling. Yeah. But we don't know what happens when they land. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a nice place to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Karen is now a four-time divorcee. Yes. And we're proud, proud of her. Of her. Um, but, yeah. So, then, to move out of Karen, I think we should next talk about Jack. Good old Jack. Because he has such a fabulous arc this episode. Yeah. This episode arc is, on one hand, it's very beautifully self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um, this strikes me as it would be a very good episode to watch in reruns. Mm-hmm. Specifically for Jack's plotline. Yeah. But it also really does a really good job of playing up everything Jack has been dealing with this season, except kind of the fact that he forgets that he's a father. Yes. That that's is kind really of... the only thing that isn't super addressed, or the fact that he had that boyfriend and then we've never seen him again. But I mean, when we open with Jack in this episode, I mean, he is at this wedding supporting his best friend. Yep. But he's also in a place where he's just finished nursing school and has decided to become a performing artist again. Yes, he's decided that he wants to be an actor again. And what should fall into his lap... But an opportunity through Twisted Ankle. And nursing. And nursing to perform for, with J-Lo. Yeah. And so basically what happens is one of her backup dancers slips on a shrimp tail at the reception. Which I think is Karen's fault or is it Jack's fault? I believe it is. It's, someone throws a shrimp tail on the ground. It might have been Jack's fault because someone makes a joke about how in Vegas you can just throw the shrimp tails on the floor. I think that's Karen. One of them does it, and so then they slip on the shrimp tail because obviously you can't do that. What are you <laughs> heathens? Um, and so he slips and sprains his ankle. And so first of all, Jack like immediately responds in like a very like Hippocratic oath sort of way, where he's like, right. "Oh, let me examine your your ankle. Oh, it's definitely sprained. It I'm a nurse." It does feel a little bit like they're about to like jump back into Jack being a nurse. You know, like it's like, like oh, a second. he's like found his calling again. He is going to be a nurse. Right. And like at the exact instant the opportunity pro- it presents itself, Jack is like, nope, no more nursing. I'm going to show you that I know every step of this dance. Right, exactly. And so JLo basically says that she's not going to perform because she can't do the dance with only one backup dancer. That would look ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous when she says it. But, but after seeing see the, the dance, choreo. like... You're like, no, you're right, J-Lo, you're right. You were so totally she right. We never should have doubted you. She threatens to cancel and also still charge Karen for the money mm-hmm. um, for the performance. But then she's like, unless there's someone here who knows all of my choreography. And of course, first Beverly Leslie tries to volunteer. And then Jack, like, straight up just, like, shoves him <laughs> bodily out of Beverly, the way. Beverly, like, already has, like, a running start. And Jack just, like, pushes him further. And it's and he just slides out of frame. Yes. And so Jack's like, me, I do. And so then Jack is recruited to be J-Lo's backup dancer. I just say, I don't think Sean Hayes has a dance background, although he is kind of a musical theater type. He really did quite well. He did. And I mean, but it's it's also really great because you can, the entire time he's still Jack, you yes. know? He's doing this dance as Jack, not as someone who's like getting the moves. Right. Like, you can see the one dancer on the side performing the moves flawlessly, and you can see Jack on the other side performing the moves, how should we say, flawfully? 
But like But like fully present in the moment. Right. And like they're still pretty good. It's mm-hmm. just a little bit campier and a little bit hammier yes. than the other person. Like he's not missing any steps. Right. He's just choosing a few He's, he's putting a few grace notes on the performance. Yes, he's he's making a few creative choices. Yes. Um, like a moment where he slides through J-Lo's legs at the end of the performance. That is oh, that wasn't scripted? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Seeing as the other person just like, you know, posed off to the side. Yes, you're, you're correct. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, it's really great. And so then he and J-Lo click completely. Mm-hmm. And she like invites him back to her hotel room to like watch some like true crime show. Yes. Which is especially funny for us in 2019 because she was briefly on that detective show oh, yeah. and then Jack guest starred on it in <gasps> really? Will and Grace remember yes you're right you're right you're right you're right so that was, it was like weirdly a crossover for the show but the show had already been canceled right and it wasn't really a crossover because she was playing J-Lo on the sh- like playing J-Lo starring in that show versus right. playing that character I don't remember that episode now having seen this episode did they call out that yes, she remembered Jack? they did, because she Jack was like, do you remember me? We went on tour together. And she was like, no. <laughs> but that yeah. doesn't sound real. But they, like, click really well, and she's like, come on tour with me. And he's just like, bye, guys, I'm going on tour with J-Lo. Right, it's just a really, it's a character getting something real. Yeah. Which doesn't happen a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I shouldn't say it doesn't happen a lot. It happens for Will sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it, there are very few, like, tangible achievements our foursome hat could take away. Um, like, I mean, Karen has already thrown one of her most tangible achievements away mm-hmm. in this episode. Yes. Um, I mean, in the revival, we see Will and Grace kind of achieve more with their lives. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Will hasn't really had any major career moves since getting that job at that partnership after his law firm closes. Right. And I don't think we've ever really seen Grace score a big account, per se. Yeah, not really. Every once in a while, she has, like, a work-based episode. Yeah. And then I guess they did the house-flipping thing for a minute, but... Oh, it's true. But they don't really have a lot of success with that. I mean, and the the plot line's kind of cut off very abruptly because Deborah Messing leaves. Right. And I strongly suspect they're not going to be flipping houses on a regular basis next season. But who knows? Yeah, but it's, it's nice to see Jack have this big, like, career move. Yeah. Like, no one gets anything on the level of... I'm now on tour with J-Lo. Right. It's like, I said I wanted to be a performer again, and then I immediately did that. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, good for Jack. We're really proud of him. Yeah. He had a good episode. He did. If we were doing Will and Grace power rankings, he would have the power bottom ranking. I mean, power top. I guess if we were doing a Will and Grace ranking, power bottom would probably be the power top. This is very confusing. Let's move on. Moving on. Um, so Will this week has a very interesting plot because it's sort of twofold. I, yeah, I, I think we had a lot of problems last week with Will because Will was kind of stuck in this weird place mm-hmm. where Will was just there to hear Leo's problems. Yes. He was basically babysitting Leo. And so yes. there's definitely still some more of that this week. Mm-hmm. But we also get that with a very hearty helping of Will is a total fangirl for J-Lo and keeps screaming in a very high-pitched puberty voice. That is really funny, and I had forgotten that. Yes. Like, it's kind of like we get two Wills this week. We get Will, who's in love with J-Lo, mm-hmm. who comes out every once in a while and screams something about J-Lo. Or, or like, talks to J-Lo and, like, totally, like, just makes a fool of it, himself. completely And makes... she's just like, are you wearing glow? Like... Um, but then... We have the Will and Leo plotline, which is kind of a separate version of Will. Yeah. And I... It just works so much better this time because I feel like there's real movement with it. Right. Like, last episode, we mostly just kind of see Will waiting for Grace to show up. And then being sad. And not knowing why Leo is behaving the way he is. Right. And then it ends on the big reveal that Leo had kissed someone. Right. 
Whereas in this episode, we have Leo moving through a series of revelations and actions that Will can actively respond to. Right. And so Will, you know, because he... Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, for whatever reason, Will's very rah-rah, Grace and Leo. And so after this big reveal from Leo, he, like, kind of, like, presses him for more information. Mm-hmm. And he really wants to, like, know what the fuck happened because that's... So, like, he's, like, pressing Leo for more information, and then Leo kind of gives him this very sanitized story about how, you know, he got really drunk and he, he kissed someone, and um, he really felt bad about it, and mm-hmm. he really fucked up. And then, so, then Will kind of counsels him. He's just like, look, this is a mistake. Like, shit happens. You got drunk. You kissed someone. Like Grace will understand. Grace will understand, and she will forgive you. You just have to be honest with her. And so he... Which was, is good advice, actually. He's even giving good advice while the chicken dance is happening. I know. Like, it's, it is, while we don't like Leo, mm-hmm. as outside observers, and Will is kind of in the same camp as us, we can see that Grace likes Leo and Leo likes Grace. Right. And so, as a good friend, Will wants to help Leo make things right with Grace. Mm-hmm. Because that will make them both happy. Yeah. And I appreciate that Will and Leo and Grace have kind of hit that point. I'm not sure Will would have done that for any of Grace's former partners. Probably not. Which is fine by me. Which is fine, because they were all garbage. But they I mean, were all garbage. I think it shows growth for Will yeah. in this plot. I mean, it's it's giving him something to respond to, where, uh, where I wish Will had a more active plot line, but at least he is making good character-driven choices this week. Yeah. And so then, you know, after a lot of pep-talking from Will, Leo does go off to make the call, and then Will is feeling kind of smug and feeling kind of like proud of himself he's like Mm -hmm. i did this good thing for my friend and i really helped their relationship and it's gonna be great blah 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 and so then leo comes back and he's like talking to will and it's revealed that he actually slept with someone Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like a i kissed someone when i was drunk it was yeah he had sex with someone right and it sounds like there may have been like an emotional component Mm -hmm. of that too and so when Leo revealed that to Grace, Grace said she never wanted to see him again. Right. And, and and the thing that I love is that Will kind of is like, I agree. You're on your own at that. Right. Like, and Yeah. So Leo's sort of like, but you're still going to help me get her back. Right. And and Will is like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great because you can see because of how this progression develops. You can see exactly where Will draws the line here. Right. And it makes so much sense with his character. Like, he's willing to help Leo when Leo has been a good partner to Grace and made a mistake. Right. But he's not willing to help Leo when Leo is actively being a bad partner to Grace and was prepared to lie to her. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. I think one of the things that we've sort of commented on is that the show sort of struggles sometimes to show Will and Grace's relationship when they don't have them on screen together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is one of the the rare times when you see Will is Grace's person. He is her best friend, and he's not going to stand for that shit. And he's not going to be like, yeah, Leo, I'll help you get back with Grace. He's just like, no, fuck you. Right. I mean, I think... This is actually kind of similar to Jack, where his plotline kind of pulls together a few threads from the full season. Mm -hmm. This is kind of pulling together some threads from even a season before. Yeah. Because Will is very commonly in this state of, sure, Leo, let me tell you how to manage Grace so you can be a better partner to her. Right. 
And this is kind of like the last straw almost because it's yeah. not played that way. Yeah, but it, it makes sense. It's sort of like a through line for us as as watchers. Narratively speaking, we've seen Will sort of coach Leo through this relationship the entire time. And we've been really frustrated by it, honestly. Right, because we're like, if you're with someone and you need this much coaching, should mm-hmm. you be with this person? Do you really need to rely on their best friend to do half of the heavy lifting for you? Right. But this is sort of like Will reaching a point where he's completely unwilling to help him out anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's completely understandable because he knows he, f- Leo fucked up. Yeah. He done fucked up so bad. It's so bad. There's no coming back from that. Well, and I think the critical thing is, I don't remember exactly what Will says at the end of the episode, but I, I do get the sense that if, Will is basically saying, I'm not going to help you fix this. Mm-hmm. If you can fix this with Grace, that's right. one thing. But I'm not going to be the one to help you do it because I'm on Grace's side. You did this horrible thing and uh-huh. I can't help you anymore. Right. In order for him to be on Team Grace, he has to stop being on Team Leo. Right. He can't be on Team Leo. He can't be on Team Leo and Grace. He just has to be on Team Grace. And whatever she says, he will try and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something to look forward to in future seasons is this tension following this reveal on the behalf of Leo is Will's response to it going forward. Mm. Um, you'll even remember in the revival, once, you know, Leo and Grace are no longer together, there is a moment in which Leo tries to blame the falling apart of their relationship on Grace's relationship with Will. Mm-hmm. And I think that that should form some foreshadowing for those of you I like Matthew who haven't caught up on all of classic Will and Grace. Interesting, interesting. Yes. Very much interesting. <laughs> yeah, but so, I don't know. It's, again, it's one of those moments where we have a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but it's not a cliffhanger where we have no fucking clue where we're going. Like, right. we have a very clear idea as to what we can expect for next season. Right. I mean, I think we don't know the exact depth of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know whether Finster will be a presence at all on the show anymore. And we don't even know if Leo will be a presence on the show anymore. I mean, he will, obviously. But, I mean, neither character has, I don't want to say has the advantage. Neither character has inertia. The power is in the hands of the main characters now. Yeah. And that's a really nice place for it to be. After a season where Finster has really been driving the show for Karen, Leo's actions have been driving the show for Grace. Even Leo's absence has been driving the show Mm -hmm. for Grace. Yeah. It'll be nice to see our characters, at least at the beginning of the season, moving forward, taking charge of their own lives, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see where that takes them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. So I think that's a wrap on this episode. Yeah. I think we want we want to talk about some housekeeping stuff since it's the end of the season for us. Yes. Um, one thing that we have not talked about yet this episode that I think we probably want to briefly mention um, is some very sad news that we have not had a chance to properly discuss due to the nature of our current living situation, which mm-hmm. is number two on my list of things. Um the cancellation of the revival of Will and Grace. Yeah, so after next season, that will be the end of the revival, which is really sad. Yeah, we've been really enjoying it. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it's been weird for us as podcasters to watch the episodes kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels kind of like we're just in The Godfather Part 2 all the time. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I love it. I mean, I think for you, it's more of a continuation. And for me, it's a very unique viewing experience. Right. And so we're really sad that it's going to be coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on on the 
bright side, I guess we can look at it as being like, we got three more seasons of this show that we didn't expect to get any yeah. more of. And ideally, they will use the fact that this is the last season to like just pump out just total quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can be sad about it. Yeah. But we'll still be here. Yeah. I, I think as we ourselves kind of approach the ending of classic Will and Grace, I think mm-hmm. it's it's really great timing for us. So thanks, guys. Yeah. It's like they... <laughs> Clearly, the writers have been listening to this podcast, uh-huh. and they're like, ah, what good timing. Yeah. I think uh, we're not sure exactly when we will be wrapping up season eight, which is probably about a year off in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm guessing at some level, it will be probably pretty close to the finale of Will and Grace. Yeah. So we'll keep recapping uh, the episodes on Twitter yep. as they come out. Um, we'll be tying those into the episodes that we're watching live. And then um, we'll make a decision after the show wraps about whether or not... We're gonna we're gonna continue on into the current crop of three seasons, or whether uh, whether we'll we're gonna call else. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure that out when we get to it. Yes. Um, but just so you, as listeners, are aware, we are gonna keep on our current track. Um, we're going to keep recapping the episodes on Twitter as they come out, and recapping classic Will and Grace on this podcast. Yes, for the time being. Um, the other piece of Will and Graceness. Of, which, housekeeping. Of, of housekeeping is uh, we are currently doing this podcast in the rubble of our home. Yes. Not literally, of course, but Nothing, emotionally. It hasn't been destroyed. It's just that we're moving yes. in less than 48 hours. We are moving across the dang country. The whole dang country. Okay, half of the dang country. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned briefly last week, but this, um, in, in the next week, like literally, like before this episode even airs, mm-hmm. we will be... Driving a U-Haul to the beautiful city of of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Not the beautiful city of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. (laughs) This week's episode may be being recorded in the beautiful city of Milwaukee. But it will be uploaded in the existing city of Streetsboro, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That is a city that exists. It is a physically existing city and that is... All I can say about it. That's what we got for you. But yeah, so we are moving across the country. Um, So as you can expect, we do typically take a hiatus after Mm -hmm. each season. Um, You may anticipate a perhaps slightly longer Mm -hmm. hiatus as we acclimate to our new setting and figure out a recording schedule because our lives are going to be very different. I will be attending graduate school. I will be having some variety of employment. Yes. And our schedules will probably be a little bit uh, opposite, but hey, we're, we're uh, we're still making it work. We're still... Traveling that journey of life together. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Why are we friends? I ask myself this every morning, every goddamn day. I wake up and I'm just like, why? Um, we may have some sort of bonus season six into season seven episode at some but point. But it will probably not be for a wee bit yet. Yeah, either that or it will be something very short to kind of put out in between the hiatus to kind of give you a, a little teeny bit of content. A little teaser. A little uh, taste. Maybe something, depending on when Real and Grace comes back or, you know, when we get settled in, in our lives in Philadelphia. And have internet again. Yeah, and have internet again. <laughs> um, so we will keep you abreast of any updates on our social media platforms, and mm-hmm. I will not tell you what those are. Um, if you want to keep an eye out for episodes, we will be posting when those go up on our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. We'll also be posting it on Facebook or on Tumblr. You can send us an email if you have any questions about our upcoming schedule or our upcoming move, but not our upcoming nuptials, at our email address, notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. 
Yay! Well, thank you so much for joining us for this very eventful and fabulous season mm-hmm. of Will and Grace. Um, it's been super fun recapping it for you all, and yeah. we're looking forward to the the next one. So yes. we'll we'll see you in season seven. To new adventures and old TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye bye. Bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Wow. Get off of the boxes, Eliza. No! Meow. This week's episode was sponsored by having a sudden realization in the middle of your wedding reception in Las Vegas, Nevada, where you call off the marriage. Oh, I guess I shouldn't have married you. <laughs> <laughs>